All right, and welcome to the third edition of the 2021 team previews for those of us who don't have postseason hopes and dreams. Uh, Cole Seltzer of the Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome, man. I appreciate you making some time to run through your team's future with us. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. It's uh, good to be able to discuss this and uh, let everyone see my face for the first time. Yeah, that's true. We've heard your voice uh, following the infamous Houston trade. You guys did a couple of uh, you know breakdowns after that, but we, we haven't mm-hmm. seen you, so I, I appreciate the willingness to jump on video. Let's, uh, let's talk about the 2020 Brewers real quick before we low into the future. You guys sit in third place in what could be argued to be the second worst division in baseball, right behind my home National League East, uh, which is just uh, the Mets and a bunch of kids. You know, how do you feel about where you guys are right now? Is this where you thought you'd be at the end of the season? Yeah, my goal coming into the year was to be right at 70 wins. Um, so I believe we're sitting at like 68 right now, which means yeah. we're, you know, on track. Um it's it's been rough. It's been it was a rough start to the season for sure. With but I, I knew that going in with the players I had, um, I kind of had with some injuries had to call up some of my pitchers, my young pitchers, a little earlier than I wanted to. But um, I believe they've come in and stepped in. And if since the All Star break, I'm nine games over five hundred. So I think bringing those guys in and the young help in has helped, you know, vault my team in the direction that we're looking to go. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that good after the all-star break. I knew that the Brewers have been playing better as of late, but that's actually pretty impressive with the squad you've got right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the young guys you mentioned that I was looking at, Yi playing third base, I think, has, has hit the ball very well for a young guy. Carlos Martinez has finally gotten his shot and has not embarrassed himself. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy I really was impressed with was Pedro Cuevas has come up mm-hmm. and been very good for you in, in the rotation, I believe. Um, is he one of those guys you mentioned you weren't planning on calling up, but you had to, or how, how did that call up go this year? Yeah, I was, he was going to come up at some point this year. Um, that was kind of, my goal was to at least get his feet wet this season. Um, and I was probably more September was when I was looking, but uh, with, some of the trades, some of the trade came up and just with everything. And I called McCuck up earlier and then he gets yeah. hurt. So like, it's like, it was like, well, that's, you know, I had to replace him. But yeah, he's, Davis has been phenomenal for me uh, coming up. Um, it's awesome to see him step right in and be able to do that. Um, I mean, but so He's been good. I've had McCuck come up. He's been a little shaky, you know, to start. Um, Landoni's been what I've expected of him. He's going to get moved to the bullpen next year. And then the one that's really surprised me is Keegan Thompson. Yeah. Come up and been a huge part of the back end of my bullpen. Yeah, there's a lot of names there that I I kind of – glanced over i forgot about mccuck which is probably one of the harder names to say my voice wants yeah. to continue to say mccutcheon um but i will work on that but, but you do have a very interesting young stable arms in which would be fun to see um mm-hmm. heading into 2021 so let's let's talk about 2021 right projections you said you wanted 70 wins this year it looks like you'll be a couple over it unless something goes horribly wrong here in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. what is the what's the expectation and what's the stretch goal for 2021 for wins uh, the expectations to be above 500, 
I would expect B384 wins is okay. kind of where I sit. Um, the offense, I think, still has some issue, still has some holes that I need to really look into to really be a threat. Um, but I think stretch goal would be getting wild card spot number two next year, being in the 88 win range um, and seeing the playoffs. Yeah, that seems feasible, honestly. I mean, you have to figure the Cardinals are going to do the same bullshit they do every year where they start slow, they get undersold, they finish strong, they win the division. The mm -hmm. Pirates, while they've played above expectations this year, I maintain that they are not ready to compete yet. I think they've just played very good baseball this year. I don't know that they'll be coming back next year with another 87-88 win season. So I think that's mm -hmm. there for the taking, depending on what Delirium and the Reds do, right? So that's very interesting. I'd like to see the, the Brewers make a run for um, – for, for that position. If you, let's say you get 82 wins, 82 mm -hmm. wins is the expectation, 82, 83. Where does that put you in the vision? What's, what's your place there? I think second. Second place. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the fact that I think the Pirates have just very much overachieved this season. Um, looking at, you have a really great farm system, but a lot of their talent is still at the lower levels. So there's not a lot, like unless they make a big free agent splash, there's not like a room for, not a lot of room for growth from this year. And I think this season was just a little bit of an overperforming and with us three team three teams at the bottom of the division, like it's really easy to rack up wins when when the bottom of the divisions is uh that bad. I'm like St. Louis, we're gonna do what St. Louis does and win the division. Um I don't think we can be with them. Um so St. Louis won, us two, Pittsburgh three, and then I would I want to say the Cubs four and then it's five next year. Okay. I can see that. I think that flips. I think that depends heavily on what the Pirates decide to do because I would be more surprised if they bought than if they sold in the offseason. I think a couple of these outfielders that have had breakout years get sold off to mm -hmm. Toronto, to Boston, to New York, somewhere like that to add a couple of pieces because you're right. They've got very good talent, but their middle infield guys they got from the Braves and they traded a couple of arms are double a at best heading to triple a next year so i think they got a little bit of time so that'll be interesting uh so you gave me the breakdown that's awesome for the brewers obviously it's almost impossible to predict hey i'm going to go out and get x player but what kind of people will you have your eyes out for in the off season to look at for a, a place to add pieces that can get you to 82 or possibly higher yeah a big part of its offense for me um i believe I'm, I'm going to have a super young pitching staff, but I think it's going to be one of the best in the league next year. Um, it's that offense I need in finding, especially an outfielder. That's where uh, I'm looking to really upgrade is to find someone who can a big bat, you know, maybe hit a ton of home runs for me. Cause that's just like Lowry does great with his 25. Like there's just no one in that lineup. that just like really scares you with power. So finding, Someone in the in an outfield position that can you know bring some pop for me and really that middle of the order guy who puts some fear in the other team. Yeah, that'd be a good addition. And, and the best part about that is it's not the hardest thing to find. Mm -hmm. uh, corner outfielders with power in this league are almost a dime a dozen. I say that without any in my lineup, so I guess that's something I should look at myself. But you know they're definitely available, and there's people that will sell them at a decent rate as opposed to trying to, to drive up the price. So that would be a good thing to look out for. Anybody internally 
you think that comes up and fills the need. I don't think there's a power bat there, but there's definitely some interesting guys that can come up and play a role for you, it looks like. Who do you have your eye on from the farm system? Offensively, uh, we can get to pitching uh, in a second. Yeah, Offensively, um, the two guys I've looked at are George Gonzalez at third base um, and Evan White at first base. Both of them are at AAA this year. Um, George hit – home runs for us and I think 12 home runs for New York at the AAA level um, so there is some power there he's he's gonna be that typical third base he's more that typical third baseman not like not like ye not the fast little runner that he is but if we can work um, like he's one of the guys who we're looking to maybe switch positions or add a second position to his ability um, just to kind of make some flexibility with the lineup. So if we can, if he can improve at a different position, um, Gonzalez would be a guy who would make a few starts for me. And then Evan White's the other one because McCormick does have some outfield uh, flexibility. He can play left field. He can play center field. He's best at first base, but um, if I can bring up Evan White, he can bring, you know, some power and some contact ability to the lineup. And I mean, that's something we have to look at. Yeah. I like that. I, I didn't realize that, that Lowry was not playing third base. Is he at second? Yes. Okay. So that makes more sense. When you, as soon as you said a third baseman, I immediately went to where the hell's Lowry going to go. But it mm-hmm. makes sense for you to try to switch into like a utility player. Maybe you can kind of bounce around to give you that piece. That's good. Um, was there – this may not be something you can answer openly, but was there a player, were there talks for the Brewers at the deadline to bring in this kind of player this year to see like what the waters was, or was it something you just focus on getting future pieces and then hold off on the acquisition of like a major league bat to next year? No, this was not something that I had ever discussed at the deadline. Um, honestly, at the deadline, I was not thinking of this move. Like this was not something that got it. Not where my thought process was. I had, my ideas was kind of looking at the bullpen and, you know, getting a couple pieces there with Arias and Hicks, you know, to solidify that and to really solidify the pitching side. That was kind of my focus at that point. So it's been something as I've more dove into looking at next year's roster and really looking at what each player is going to bring is that's something, it's an area where I think that is the big hole that is the in, in our lineup. Got it. Okay. And who is in the lineup right now that is in the greatest danger of losing their spot? Hmm. Greatest danger of losing their spot. There's a couple guys out there that are hitting uh, sub 250 that I had my eye on, like from my side of things, but I'd, I'd be interested to see if there's anybody you are looking at an upgrade for. So the two, um, Tim Hampton is coming over with Colorado has just, He's just not do, doing enough. Um, yeah. Him and Bryce Stevens. Like Bryce Stevens was he's, – he's great defensively, but just offensively there's nothing there. There's not much there. So, like, both those guys right now sit as they would start in AAA next season for me. Yeah. What's the expectation for a guy like Juan Sanchez, who I think is a realistically a, – like a, a very good – player for this in this league for a long time at 22 mm-hmm. I mean he's hitting 270 ish right now like 
Mm-hmm. Do you see him becoming a perennial all-star? Is this about where you want him at 270, kind of, you know, a good but not spectacular player? What's the expectation for him? Uh, so the hope is that as with Yi and Martinez and maybe bringing in another pet, bringing in some protection from him because I do feel like he's – like him and Lowry were the, are the two guys in the lineup that everyone looks at and is like, oh, well, we're not – we don't want to – like – those are not the guys to pitch to. Yeah. So I feel like bringing in extra guys and extra protection will help boost him. I want him to be a 290-300 hitter. Um, I think his home run numbers are fine. I don't expect him to hit for tons and tons of home runs, but I think being able to bring in other guys to the lineup can help boost his game a little bit because he's not the only one doing the work. Yeah. I'd agree with that. He's only 22. He is young, right? He plays good defense. I I, I see some big things for him in Colorado – or not Colorado, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee long term. Uh, let's talk about the rotation, right? You've mentioned specifically you kind of seem like you've got it in place. You've got your young guys that you had to call up a little early. What's mm-hmm. it look like one to five next year? Um, and is there anything missing from the rotation currently? Um, so next year, one to five will be McCuck one – or not McCuck, Davis one, McCuck two – Millar will come up. Uh, he's going to start the season up next year. He's proven himself at AAA this year. He'll be my three. And I'm going to go Solano as my four. Like, he's just – he's been consistent all season. He's pitching to, like, a 3-5 right now with 14 wins. Like, he's earned himself a spot in, in the rotation. And then I'm going to go Forrest Whitley as my five. Um, he's – Every stop this year, we've started in high A, great, went to double A, great, has come up to triple A, and is still still doing great. Like, we're not going to stop momentum. Like, if he's going to continue to keep pitching like this, like, he's, he's earned a spot. Yeah, I love it. Two names I did not hear, Adrian Castillo and Ben Landoni. What are, where are they going? Castillo will go back down to triple A. He just – every time we try to put him in – He's pitching to over a five ERA. Like, yeah, it's just hard to keep him in the lineup, especially with these young, with these young guys, you know, coming up. Like he's just not going to get a spot. And then Landoni will probably switch down to middle relief um, with some high leverage stuff at, in the bullpen. Okay, I think I, I tend to agree with what your assessment earlier. That is a very exciting pitching staff. It's young as hell, so you're going to have to expect some ups and downs. Probably why you're looking at that 82 win season because if all those guys are at full potential, I think you're right. You are looking at a top-tier pitching staff that can carry even a subpar offense further than that. But I think if you get them all the experience this year, get the 82 wins, add the bat you're looking for, 2022 looks like a hell of a season for the Brewers, uh, mm-hmm. right about when Clayton Kershaw is retiring and you know some of the other guys are leaving the, the Cardinals roster. So that's good. Um, we've talked about additions. we talked about subtractions there. Uh, the bullpen is so difficult to predict. It sounds like you have a better – picture of yours than most who are going to be the 2021 spring invitees to watch um spring invitees so Urban Feltman and uh Nick McDermott um those are the two guys that definitely have a chance have a very realistic chance of making the uh next year so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how they perform against the high leverage situations during spring training. Um, offensively, the one that's going to surprise is Rutherford. Okay. 
Um, he's like with seven sixty-five contact and the power ability he has. It'll be interesting to kind of see how he does. He hasn't really gotten much playing time at the AAA level this year, being a late addition there. But um, he's definitely a guy that if he does if he does well to start and he does well in spring training, he could definitely get a call up to just a start in the season. What about a guy like Alonzo Carbajal? I haven't heard his name mentioned yet. He was a big piece of that trade with Houston a couple of years ago. In AAA now, he's 25 years old. I really he's struggling, but does he get a chance to prove himself in the big league club in spring, or has he still got to prove it in AAA? No, he, he'll get a chance to prove himself there. But it's just hard with – he's going to have a hard time finding a spot in the lineup. Um, we have Larry, who has to be in the lineup every day. He's, you know, our best, best yeah. offensive player. Um, Carlos Martinez is – way better defensively than um, he is at tr- than Carvajal is at shortstop. So, like, it's just – we ha- also have Mick Klatt, who is going to kind of be our floater in the infield next year and fill in where he needs to. So, like, it's just not really a position for him at the major league level. So, it's going to be tough for him to like, prove himself and really beat someone out. Yeah. There's a couple guys on here that I, I see from that, like Mickey Moniak. Also, cover y'all like some of these names that I'm recognizing from those those trades that have they've gotten to this point that they're not ready to take a shot yet. Uh, somebody I have my eye on for 2022. I think he'll get a call up in the spring, but I don't know if he gets the thing. Is Bill Weaver? I don't think he. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if he gets into to, to spring this year. But he's he's a guy that I'm really excited about long term for the Brewers mm-hmm. um, as a defensive wizard there in the middle. Um, from a totally uneducated perspective, I would be interested to see what happens if a like a package of Maniac, Carver, Yall, and maybe somebody like Michael Farr, uh, what that, what kind of bat that could bring back to your outfield, any, any combination of those guys. So right. from a league-wide, look, hey, look at some of those guys if you want to sell the, the Brewers a bat, because I didn't hear their mm-hmm. name in the 2021 plans. Um, yeah. Who is your 2021 Rookie of the Year for, the, for your team, not for the league? Uh, Miller. I think Miller will come up and – have a great season. I think he'll end up earn like he'll be our number two pitcher, our number two starter this year. I think Cuevas will. I don't know if Cuevas is eligible after this season for how early he's called up. I'm not really sure. I'm like how how that works. I'm like if he is eligible, I'd say him. But I'm just assuming he won't be. So I'm thinking Millar will be our will end up winning that award. Okay, who's the uh, Cy Young then? Cuevas, Cuevas is going to – I feel like he's going to come in and pitch to a low three ERA, come in, have 15 wins next year, and just have a very solid a very solid ace for us. Right, so, rookie of the year is a pitcher. Cy Young is obviously a pitcher. Who's the MVP? Ooh, I think Carlos Martinez will win it. I think okay. he's going to come in and play a fantastic shortstop. I think he's going to come hit 250-ish with 25 to 30 home runs and really be – a middle of the order guy. Yeah. You can get that kind of offensive production out of a defensive shortstop. That'd be spectacular. That's I was chasing him for a long time because I thought he could do exactly that. And it'd be mm-hmm. great to see him do that in 2021. Um, okay. We are done with the Brewers. I have some, some questions about world series predictions here, but anything else about your team this year, next year that you need uh, that we need to know about before we get into the world series prediction. Um, just 
my warning to the whole league is be afraid of the pitching staff. Okay, I agree. Be afraid of the pitching staff. I think any night you got you got a guy that can go seven, eight strong innings and, and give you a chance to win. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020, who is winning the World Series? It's tough. Um, I want to go Seattle, though. I think Seattle can do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I hate to say it. I was hoping all the uh, National League guys would go National League with the Mets or the Diamondbacks, but uh, his team's just so stacked. It's, it's scary. Uh, all right. Well, cool, man. I really appreciate it. That is the end of our Brewers breakdown. Thank you for joining it. Have fun the rest of the day at work. And uh, I will see you around, man. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for, you know, doing this stuff. Anytime, bud. See ya. Bye.